Tori suggested it a long ass time ago. Uh, we just never did. Have you ever seen the the album covers for for the Chris Gaines album? He looks emo. It's really funny. Yeah, that's the whole point. Well, oh. we'll see him today because we're gonna do oh, that story. Garth is here. Um, I love him though. He's great. He's a great musician. That's the country music my mom would listen to. That is like borderline pop, so it's like fine. Mm. Oh, it's not Garth. Oh, I misread it the is, title. It is, it is Garth, Garth Brooks. That's Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll get there. That's emo Garth Brooks. <laughs> That's the same guy, isn't it crazy? It doesn't even look like him at all. It's because he's got no hair way. in the other one. Is huh? he bald? Is Garth Brooks actually bald? He, he always has a hat on. Yeah, I think he's covering his baldness. So then Chris is his alter ego because he wants to have hair and be emo. I mean, we're going to talk about it. Okay. But first, we've got to talk about some t-shirts. So we had, I, I guess you must have seen this email because somebody read it and it wasn't me. But uh, we had a guy order a t-shirt, mm-hmm. Ra- Richard, in January. And I was like, awesome, I will mail you a t-shirt. Give me your size, give me your address. And he did, and I brought the t-shirt to work, and then I spilled balsamic vinegar on it, because I put my lunch in my bag on top of the shirt. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled it out of my bag, and I was like, what the fuck, why does it smell bad? (laughs) And uh, sure enough, I spilled balsamic vinegar all over it. And I was like, fuck, man. So I sent him an email, I was like, I'm so sorry, this sounds like a dumb excuse, but it's true. (laughs) I'm not going to mail you a shirt with vinegar on it. <laughs> I got balsamic on your t-shirt. You should have sent that one anyway and just been like, you know how people would send letters and then spray their perfume in the mail? Uh, I, it, <laughs> it seemed wrong. You're like, this is what I smell like. <laughs> Ew, that's disgusting. This is what our podcast smells like. Absolutely not. Um, So yeah, I ended up getting him a different shirt and mm-hmm. sent that off. And then I found out he lives in fucking Canada. So I was emailing, I wasn't emailing any t-shirts. I was mailing his t-shirt and then the shirts that my mom ordered like a year ago mm-hmm. at the same time. And hers was going to Michigan and his was going to Canada and this shipping's fucking expensive. And I was pissed off because my mom's shipping to Michigan was like $8. Why didn't you just take it with you on the plane? That's a good fucking question. Because once I got there, I was like, shit, why the fuck did I do that? I was literally flying up here this weekend. Why didn't I just put them in my suitcase? Mm-hmm. I was all mad because it was expensive. And then I was there. And then um, as I was editing the Frank Sinatra podcast, I turned around and I looked and it's hanging over the side of her bed. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And she was like, oh, yeah, we just got the T-shirts in. And I was like, motherfucker. No, I fucking <laughs> forgot to bring them. It's so stupid. So anyways, everybody should have their shirts now. None of them should smell like balsamic vinegar. That we know of. That we know of. Um, we do have some updates from the Facebook group, which you guys have been very active. And we appreciate it. Oh, we got a review, too. At Uh-oh. some point, so it's good. Oh, oh that's, it that's, is good. That's I good. read it. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess on the Marilyn Monroe episode, episode one, we were talking about memorable pee stories, and I really can't remember why we were talking about that. I, remember I have another one. It, but what is it? Did you just either. pee yourself recently? No, I was walking in the <laughs> door though. There's a cat pad, and I was like, I did have to go. <laughs> Jake oh. was like, Now's your chance. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I got a call the other day. I was home out from work. I had been there earlier in the day, and then one of my coworkers called me and was like, Um, this guy just peed in the back of our store, and I was like, Another one? Excuse? Did I already tell you this? Maybe you did. I feel like you did. He just like know. peed somewhere and left oh, or something? Oh, maybe I did already tell you. Well, he came back and then tried to say he didn't do it. And I was like, sir, we have it on the camera. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I didn't. Yeah, you, you told us that story. Already. I'm losing I was like, my Man. mind. I don't remember. Well, I guess it must have been shopping there. Must have been Frank Sinatra Park. Well, too. oh, but then. So that you happened. Have another piece okay, <laughs> no, but there's like crazy things that happen at that store specifically. So then, like three days later, this guy walks in the front of the store, and he's like, he kind of vagrants the area. You know, he just mm-hmm. asks people for money. He's homeless. He's always in the area though, but he's usually on the other side of the shopping center. So he comes in, he pops in, he's like, "Hey guys," and we're like, "Hello," because hey, he's acting <laughs> like we're friends, and we're like, "He's never come in the store before. He's always just been outside." And he was like, you'll never guess what just happened. And I was like, "What? are you going to tell us? <laughs> so he said, I was over at the subway and and I, I got a sub. And I was like, great, cool. And then he said, I was going to use the bathroom. And the guy got mad at me and said I couldn't use the bathroom, even though I was buying a sandwich. And I was like, where is this going? So... He says, so I go outside and I shit next to his car. <laughs> and I just was like, and I, I'm farther away from the front. The girl at the counter oh. is like, oh my God. And there's like three or four customers right in the front where he's yelling. And nobody says anything. Oh my God. But that's, you didn't even laugh? No, I would laugh. That's I didn't hilarious. laugh because he was like, can you believe that? Now he's calling the cops on me. And I was like, yes, I can fucking believe that. You just shit outside. Like, yeah, but he, he bought, I mean, he's a paying customer. I know. So you should be able to use the bathroom. But then you go outside and you, anyway, so I mean, then. you shouldn't have shit where he could see that you shit. Right. You should have shit Also, on the how did you know it was his car? Anyway. Well, he probably sees So then sees him. he goes, I'm just kidding. And I'm like, what sir the stuff that we have dealt with in this store that is a believable story Yeah, that was believable and I then he was it. like huh, and then walked out and i'm just like what if when you left the understand. store that day there was shit next to your car i would have believed it <laughs> i would have believed it well that's interesting yeah. um so cool that's memorable shit story. stories mm-hmm. uh, megan lilac posted in the facebook group and said in honor of marilyn monroe episode one post your memorable peace stories here no such thing oh. as TMI. It's a free-for-all. I'll go first. She said, so I used to work in road construction, kind of. I set up detours and closed roads and stuff for the crews to come in. And I was working in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, and I had to pee so badly, but couldn't get internet to see where the nearest gas station was. So I just opened the doors of my truck and had to squat and hope for the best. There was only one house around and this huge farm, so I was like, well, I'm safe here. Nobody will see. And then all of the cows on this farm start hauling ass running towards me. <laughs> so many cows so <laughs> scream mooing at the top of their lungs, and all I could think of was this farmer looking outside like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> to see me peeing alongside his farm. I was horrified. I guess if it made her laugh enough, <laughs> her pants were already down. She wouldn't have peed herself. Yeah. She would have just kept peeing. True. <laughs> so then Eduardo posted and said, Halloween 2021, me and my girlfriend went to a wicked woods of terror. And while following the trail, you go in some buildings. Some of them are dark inside. So you have to feel along the walls to find your way through. Nope. While in one of the buildings, we caught up to a group of teenagers and a door flung open. And one of the workers scared the shit out of the teenagers. One girl screamed and then said, oh, my God, I peed again. <laughs> <laughs> She should go to her gyno for incontinence issues. Yeah, I think you depends. Told, I think you. <laughs> I think you told me the same thing after I peed myself at Brian's Christmas party. <laughs> um, and then Kathleen says, in the very early '80s, a friend was in the final days of pregnancy with a nine-plus pound baby. Gross. Uh, we it went happens. To, we went to the mall to walk around and induce labor, but we got her laughing so hard she peed herself a giant puddle, and we left her in the bathroom half naked while we went off to buy something cheap and big enough to fit her so we could leave them all. 
in the bathroom. <laughs> so that's fun. I also posted the Whitest Kids You Know Jizzle sketch in the group so that you guys could watch it. And, um, you know, not everybody was amused. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. That's a funny skit, though. <laughs> pretty good good throws um, and then we we just released well at this point it'll be like a week or two ago we just released um frank sinatra part one where we mentioned the mug shot and i said that mm-hmm. uh you know it's one of the most memorable mug shots in the world except for uh victoria who didn't recognize it when she saw it at whatever bar she was at so shay edwards posted listening to the frank sinatra episode this morning and hearing you guys talk about all the famous mug shots i have quite the collection imagine getting out of the shower and seeing this every day luckily i don't have to imagine maybe an unpopular opinion but seth MacFarlane is in fact funny haha that's not true that's me saying that love you guys we love you too um but yeah she's got a whole shay's got a whole wall of um those are cool mug shots there's Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Frank Sinatra, Jimi Hendrix, Elvis, and Johnny Cash. So hmm. that's pretty neat. I was about to say, there's got to be a bunch of them out there. Yeah, celebrity just, mugshots. Uh, Sinatra, yeah. yeah I he's ha- just really, he's kind of adorable in I, his, so. I've seen where people have the, um, it's like Britney Spears, the Lindsay Lohan, and then someone else of when they all got arrested. Maybe like Paris Hilton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we have a new patron, Lily. So thanks for joining our Patreon. We are going to record another episode tonight, but it'll probably come out before this episode does on Patreon. Mm-hmm. I guess. So if you want to hear it, subscribe. Yeah, we do two episodes a month. It's $5 a month. Pretty cool. Um, and yeah, thanks to, I, I think it was Eduardo who reviewed us. Uh, let me see if I can find that on Facebook. So you can review us on Facebook. You can review us on uh, what are those music. other things yeah apple, apple music, music and spotify all of those are appreciated yeah it was on facebook eduardo said i love listening to them ha <laughs> they are very funny yes we are uh they do a lot of research <laughs> of stretch, but okay <laughs> they do a lot of research to get as much info as they can and keep you entertained he said listening to them i've learned a lot about music history i didn't know before and they're willing to take suggestions you just might do an episode based on that which i believe we did for eduardo he sent in a couple of good ones i can't remember what they were at this point because i can't remember shit um keep up the good work death by podcast team hooray so yeah if you guys want to send in some reviews that would be pretty cute and let's talk about Garth Brooks, a.k.a. Chris Gaines. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Now that uh, all of that has been said, you are listening to Death by Music Podcast. Of course, I'm Jake, here with uh, Cassie and Alex. Howdy. For this emo-looking Garth Brooks. I, I, I can't get over this picture. I think the soul, soul patch. patch. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soul patch. <laughs> he has a soul patch normally. In well, con- in country his life, cowboy too. hat distracts you from that. That rhymes. I don't know. He normally has the soul patch thing. So no, he's got a full goatee. Oh, yeah. Get well, these these other video looking things that look more like him. The first up. video, it looks like it's Michael goatee. Keaton. I'm gonna look up more pictures. Yeah, that, that is that hair is not great, and he just doesn't. That's a bad wig. <laughs> Does he still do this? They made him look really like you know how emo kids are all like. There's eyeliner. Emaciated. He looks like um Chris Angel, mm-hmm. but like like a more filled out Tommy Lee. Yeah, like a not drugged Tommy Lee. But he looks like a drugged Garth Brooks. I mean, because <laughs> Garth Brooks does not look like this. He's not normally this freaking skinny. But Chris Gaines, mind like freak. He, it's like he lost thirty pounds just to. Pretending to be emo. The angle. This is Jake. Do you want to read this? I feel like you haven't read one in a while. Sure. <laughs> you don't have to. 
Well, I lost my tab here because I've got way too many open. There it is. Do you want to read this? Yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> okay. It's called Who is Chris Gaines? Garth Brooks' alter ego explained. It's by Hassan Green. And it was suggested by Victoria a long time ago. And we're finally getting to it because, you know, we're in the business of Misery. Co- covering <laughs> Paramore's new album comes out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're in the business of covering shit that was suggested to us years ago. Jake? This was dated a year ago, though. Yes, but th- this happened in like the, sto- the 90s. Oh, oh, okay. I remember the 90s. <laughs> well, that's you good. were like 50 during it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Many artists, regardless of their respective mediums, do sometimes decide to attempt a change of when it comes to the art they put out there in the world. Photographers might decide to switch things up by going from black and white imagery to vibrant color for once. Uh, or a hip-hop <laughs> dancer might one day try to weave a little bit of some ballet elements into their repertoire for the first time ever. Even musicians have been known to mix things up sometimes. Some singers of a particular genre, like pop music, will record a song with someone who's only done country. Or instead, that same singer might try to include some new instruments in their musical ensemble that they might not have used before. They might even change their personal fashion and start wearing different outfits uh, from what their fans were once used to seeing, but changing a whole persona. It's like when Metallica cut their hair. Someone got paid to write this article. Anyway. Definitely. (laughs) That's why there are so many ads. (laughs) Well, not many musicians will take on a whole new identity for a change of artistic pace, but award-winning country music superstar Garth Brooks did. Uh, The guitar player legend once went completely against the grain by taking on a whole alter ego. He changed his hairstyle and outfits and even released an album under the name of Chris Gaines. And the rest is truly history. Well, that I was wonder, a short article. No. I wonder <laughs> if people like knew, like, did he say anything at first or did he just do this and people were like, hmm, who's this nerd? I'm not sure, but I was going to bring up the fact that like authors do this. Oh, yeah. Mostly because sometimes, well, I guess with J.K. Rowling's instance, it's because everyone hates her. So she writes under a man's name. Um, but sometimes people will try to write a different genre and just change their name. To see if they could also appeal to a different, like, I think it would, like, kind of humble them. Like, if they didn't sell well, and it's like, it's just my name. Oh, I figure it would be just to feed their ego, because they're like, I made it with this. Now I'm going to prove that my success was because I'm awesome, and not because of a fluke or whatever publicity. Well, they're trying to see, too, if they're, like, as, if their writing is as good, and it's not just someone's going to buy it because their name's on so it. So they just want validation. Yes. Okay. Is, well, there's it a- makes sense. <laughs> There's a name for that, though, isn't it? Like Pen name? Pen name. Is that what I'm thinking sometimes. of? Well, sometimes it's because, you know, earlier on, it was mostly because women couldn't write. Or if they did, no male yeah, would they, read yeah, it. They can't write. So they wrote That's under a man's true. name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Bye. I'm just kidding. Um, so in that process, like, that's what I understand. I understand that. But to then, make it legal. Yeah. Um, like Frankenstein. What? Mary Shelley? Mary Shelley, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I killed it at trivia in Michigan. People in Michigan are stupid. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Glad you didn't stay there very long. I'm just kidding. But they had, a, they had an 80s music video round, and we got every fucking question right. So did like, you win trivia that night? Um, we got like... I guess they're not that stupid. We got like sixth place out of like 20 teams. Wow. So we did pretty well. But then they started asking all these questions about musicals. And I was like, fuck, who would know this <laughs> shit? The general public. So the, you, hate, I, I you, you basically just failed everybody then. What do you mean? You didn't know the musicals. 
Yeah. No, I don't know shit about musicals. Yeah, so you failed. They ask so many questions <laughs> about musicals. I'm like, does anybody actually know what the fuck these people are talking about? Like, this people can't be common do. knowledge. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> can you actually finish the article? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 1999, Garth Brooks and his production company, Red Stroke Entertainment, began to develop a film project that was meant to be a dramatic portrayal of a popular rock and roll musician named Chris Gaines. It was given a title, The Lamb, but not much else detail at that point. Gaines was Australian, had darker hair, and even a soul patch. Uh, not quite the features Brooks's fans were used to at all. Uh, every detail about Gaines was created by Brooks himself, apart from the songs, which were written huh. by several other songwriters, including country music superstar Trisha Yearwood, who would later become Brooks's wife. So, How do they write rock songs? Typical country happenings going on there yeah songwriters writing your shit for you i feel like he could write a good rock song he's got some pretty rocking country songs he's also got friends in low places yeah you know that song the thunder rolls yeah i do yeah that's like basically that could be a poison song you know <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> bruce springsteen he's yeah, like the bruce springsteen of country yeah. so why would he, he not could write definitely a... be able to write a rock song you just change the music the, the lyrics can be the same. Yeah, he's been using electric guitars in his shit for a while. Just like <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to say electric slide. <laughs> Amp up the distortion. He could have done it. <laughs> to build hype for the upcoming movie, Brooks embodied the role of the fictional rock icon by releasing an album, Garth Brooks, in The Life of Chris Gaines in October of that year. So he's like a method actor. Hmm. Jared? <laughs> <laughs> The album was tied into the planned film that at the time had no project uh, projected release date. Brooks even appeared as Gaines on VH1's popular documentary series what? Behind the Music, as well as appeared as Gaines in the role of Saturday Night Live's musical guest during an episode that Brooks actually hosted himself. Did people know? Like I, so I'm he's like it. straight up in real life pretending to be this guy, but like when he did Behind the Music, was anybody like, "Who the fuck is Chris Gaines? I've never heard of him before." <laughs> Why is he on this? Like, I, who is this musical guest? I, I'm curious if he was actually doing an uh, uh, Australian accent, too. Yeah. And if he was, if it was any good. I wonder if you're, where is he from? If he's got like a Texas accent or something. What, the Chris guy? They said Australia. Well, yeah, but. No, Garth Brooks. Oh. yeah. Whoa, his first name is Troyal. <laughs> uh, T-R-O-Y-A-L. Troyal Garth Brooks. What a terrible name okay so he's from oklahoma <laughs> and uh that's interesting i wonder what an oklahoma accent sounds like i assume pretty southern based on the songs of his that i've heard i wonder how well that carries over to doing an australian accent that is strange how country singers kind of all have that same kind of twang even though they're not all i mean I, they're oklahoma, not from oklahoma. the same fucking places yeah. shania twain's from canada how's she doing it right I, well she doesn't do it too canada's much. a country <laughs> yeah, but they all have the southern accent. They all, like, dress it up to be, like, really southern when they're singing, you know? It's fake. Yeah. It's because... like listening to uh, uh, Billy Strings. He's from Michigan. Yeah. Why the fuck? He's got a and southern he, he, accent. It's not really a southern <laughs> accent, but when he sings, it's, it doesn't sound like he's from Michigan. No, it's not It's the weirdest at all. thing. I thought he was from Michigan. He I is. wore my Billy Strings shirt up there, and nobody said anything to me about it. Brooks's try at music outside of the box unfortunately fell flat. Uh, among most of his listeners. The masses weren't ready and ultimately didn't accept gains. Sure, Brooks's fans gave uh, this new style a try as the album actually went to number two on the Billboard 200 charts. Wow. However, the people who purchased the album were quickly disappointed and genu genuinely confused. It was rumored that 
even his most loyal fans simply didn't catch on to the fictional aspect of Gaines. Instead, they easily thought that Brooks was genuinely going off the deep end by oh. changing his whole life around. Oh, did they call it for like a an intervention like with Britney Spears where they're like, welfare check, she's <laughs> no, not No, because okay. he was a male and she's <laughs> not. As for The Lamb, what, what was The Lamb? I forgot. It's the movie. That's the movie. That's okay. what the movie was supposed to be called. As for The Lamb, Brooks' production production company focused more on the marketing and promotion of the music forcing any basic foundations of even just the movie's pre-production to fall to the wayside hmm. by early 2001 anything involving a potential movie seemingly stopped and the life of chris gaines quickly went went from destined to disappearing i feel like they were they made him do this thing and um they were hoping it would be really successful but then when they just had him as the musical guest and released the album and people were like uh they, they were like okay well i guess we shouldn't sink all this money into a film because i can understand them wanting to do because technically the greatest hits is a soundtrack to the movie Mm-hmm. Like when you write a movie that elaborate with somebody that's a main character that's a pop or like rock star, you're going to want to have songs attached to it. Yeah, but he was recording all of those new songs as a rock artist that were going to be featured in the movie. And mm-hmm. if they released the album and everyone was like, then it, it makes sense <laughs> that they would be like, okay, well, we probably shouldn't do the movie then because nobody is excited for it. Nobody I, cares. I pulled up the backstory that they made for him. Do you want, to, do you want me to read Yeah. It? So it says, um, obviously, he was a movie character. They wanted this whole alter ego for him. So they created this elaborate backstory. Um, Chris Gaines and his rebellious friend Tommy started a rock band in 1985 Los Angeles during their high school years. The band, called Crush, played by local or played local clubs until eventually getting their big break. After gaining some fame, Tommy dies in a plane crash. Completely shattering Gaines. Um, Gaines, who never had the approval of his father, hence the eyeliner, um, <laughs> set out to make a solo record, which sold 12 billion copies. Billion? That's a million. lot. Million. Oh. <laughs> it's like, there's no fucking way. No rock artist sells billion. The quotes of this article says, that's probably the first absurdity in the whole story. And then his father eventually dies of cancer, and Gaines' unrequited love for his dad eventually spirals into a serious sex addition, addiction. Gaines then discovers he was getting screwed pun intended, by his manager in a horrible contract and settles to get out of it. <laughs> Why are they making a movie about literally every musician's life story? <laughs> <laughs> While furiously attempting to record another album, Gaines leaves the studio in the early hours of the morning and suffers a horrific car crash, has to undergo reconstructive face surgery, and that's where, or this is where Garth Brooks comes in as the actor portraying Gaines. That's like, basically what? the story of Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Well, they and plane Motley, crash, and car Motley crashes. Crew. It's like Motley Crue and Leonard Skinner combined uh, in one because Motley Crue started out, I believe, in L.A. and playing shows down at all those little bars down there. And then Vince Neil got into a car crash with, uh, it was like their manager or something. And the manager yeah, he died. Yeah, killed a couple people. Yeah. Well, I did say he looked like Tommy Lee, so. Oh, my gosh. They just ripped this shit off of, <laughs> yeah, two different rock band stories. Okay. Is that how it ends? Like he just gets in a car crash and his face gets fucked up. Yeah, that's all it has. Huh? That's the that's, that's the backstory. That's how far they with it. So here's the last paragraph. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last Sorry. couple paragraphs here. Uh, but it wasn't a total waste. The single "Lost" and you did make it to the Billboard Hot 100 Top 40 charts, which is still Brooks's only track in his car- uh, career what? to appear on that list. <laughs> that's so depressing. <laughs> really, not even Friends in Low Places. Well, like I, that's I, a crossover if I ever heard one. I don't know. I figured 
Hmm. They they got different charts for different genres, right? Yeah, but sometimes they have crossover hits. Oh. But I mean, like Taylor Swift has crossed over before and to the hmm. other side. Uh, Zach Bryan is the he's a kind of new guy that has something in the orange that I believe crossed over as well. Um, Zach Bryan, he was like a military. He was like in the navy oh, or something, yeah. and then um, he was. He's only 26 and he was born in Japan. Yeah, he's a baby. Yeah, he was <laughs> filming videos of himself like on deployment with the guitar, just like singing songs or whatever that he had written. And then the videos went viral. And now he's playing festivals. He played Bonnaroo last year. He's got a really great voice and really great songs, but they're more like alternative country. And he's not signed to any label, but he's like number one on the country charts. And they refuse to acknowledge him like at the Country Music Awards. They didn't even nominate him, even though he had the number one song. Um, because but they're he's gonna make, himself. He's not a part of their machine. Gross. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's why I would have think that that Garth Brooks might have had a crossover hit because I don't know. We play Friends in Low Places on my Variety station. Like mm-hmm. we don't play any country on Variety. Like that's it. Uh, all right. The song even went gold the year it was released. The album, went, uh, as a whole, did reach platinum status in Canada and double platinum in the U.S. as well. That's crazy. And for those diehard fans of Gaines, uh, they can rejoice knowing that there's a documentary called Garth Brooks in The Life of Chris Gaines. It was broadcast on television featuring a blend of both related concert material and behind-the-scenes footage of the project as it was. However, despite Brooks uh, (laughs) revealing in 2021 that the re-release of the Gaines album was forthcoming, nothing new has come to fruition. I think we're going to watch this music video for Lost in You. I'll probably post it up in the uh, Facebook group so you guys, well, you can look it up if you want. But I'll put it in the group as a reminder when this episode comes out. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Next week, we're going to be... Well, we're going to be finishing up Frank Sinatra this week, so look for part two on Wednesday. And then um, next week for our mini episode, we're going to be covering Frank Sinatra's FBI files, which is something we mentioned could be its own mini episode. So now it is going to be soon. Um, And then for our first Patreon episode this month, we're going to have something on Billy Idol, you know, just being generally unhinged. He was like a huge partier and got into all kinds of shit. When he was in his heyday, so I've got a big article about like all the crazy shit he was doing. So we're going to cover that on Patreon. Make sure that you find our Facebook group, search for Death by Music Podcast Fans. And don't forget to review us. Thanks for listening. And most abuse, man. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.